Now, most weeks I sit down with sales leaders, business owners who share what they're seeing with themselves, their team, or the industry that's producing game-changing results. And we've had some pretty amazing guests in the last few episodes. So if you haven't heard them, I encourage you to take a listen. And there's time to times that I come on and I share what I'm seeing with, with myself, the industry, or, or my clients. And today's one of those days. And I want to talk to you about engagement. Because we're at the end of the year, there is a sense of urgency from the seller side that we need to hit our Q4 number, you know, and we're really we're laying on the fear, uncertainty, and doubt with our clients. And in any instance, you know, that exasperates what they're already feeling and they're going to do nothing. But when we are projecting, you know, our sense of urgency on them, they, they don't care about our year end and our bonus. They don't, they don't care about that. So we make it very easy for them to do nothing or to ghost us. So I want to talk about three areas of engagement that we can really focus on to ensure that we are engaging the right audience in the right ways. And before I do that, I want to remind you that we have launched the K2 Sales Academy. It's an online subscription sales training for both sales reps and sales leaders. It really is a one-stop shop. A lot of people who have purchased it have already shared the success they're having uh, on the platform, both individually and with their team. So we'll include a link in the show notes for a free one-week trial and take a look. If you're interested and want to learn more, feel free to reach out and also let us know what you think. We're always looking for feedback as to um, how we can how we can get better and uh, and better serve our audience. Okay, so again, three areas of engagement I want to focus on. And really, I'm seeing this in my business and the amount of emails I receive and LinkedIn requests that have zero personalization and are just mass produced spray and pray. And it just makes me sad because my goal is to really up, uphold sales as a profession. And I take it seriously. I've done it my whole life. And when I continue to see lazy efforts it just gives everybody in the profession a bad name. So I'm trying to elevate it. Some of these bad emails I get, I actually take the time to respond to them and say, look, <laughs> if you want to get a response or increase your chance, do this, this, this. And a lot of them are from lead generation companies. And you think, well, you're showing me what your, what your product is. And so if you're not doing it correctly, you're not engaging, you're turning off your audience. How are you going to get business? So I want to talk about the three areas we can focus on. And the first one is just, as I mentioned, is generic messaging. So our goal is to break through the noise. Again, we know Q4, it's busy for us. Our customers don't really care, but it's difficult already to break through the noise. So if you're writing a long email, if you are using generic terms, I'm just going to read one of them here that says to me, saw what you're doing at K2 Performance. I'm impressed by your trajectory. Things like that that are very you know, loose language. And so it's like, what am I doing? What, what trajectory am I, um, am I scaling my business? Am I, what am I doing? Let me know that you've actually taken a look at my website. So it's important to do some research, not a lot, but what's gone on, look at triggers, what's gone on in, in their industry. Look at, you know, any of their executive team. Have they been on podcasts? Is there any announcements? Have they received any top 50, you know, best companies to work work with? Do they have a newsletter that's, you know, promoting something, a product or service or, um, you know, just relationship management? What can you tie into your outreach that shows you've actually done some homework and then tie it back to the service you provide? So there's some resonance. And finally, the call to action, like, what do you want them to do? Make it very simple, maybe make it very non-assumptive. 
But if you haven't shown them you've done the homework, you just blend in with everybody else. And, you know, you go back and you might complain to your boss and say, God, I'm not getting a result. But, you know, you have to also sh- hold the mirror up to yourself and say, what, what's the quality of, of output here? You know, am I actually taking three minutes to find three facts about my prospect? It's not hard. Okay, Google, LinkedIn, their website, podcast, um, YouTube, have they, have they posted anything? Do you know anybody? Can you get a referral? But really put in the work. It doesn't take a lot, but it's going to hugely increase the chances of getting a response. So definitely do your homework and show them that you've, you've done some work. The second area is seller-centric. So everyone claims to be buyer-centric, but what I see is we are seller-centric. In that we're leading with me, my product, my service, especially in demos and even discovery. And it's like, let the prospect go first. Imagine you're inviting them into your home and you're inviting them to sit down. You're offering them a drink and and they're a guest in your home. So how can you create that? So you're building trust, you're disarming them. And it is a pattern interrupt because most salespeople are making it about themselves and they're doing these expected behaviors. But all of a sudden, if you're different, if you're leaning in, looking at things from the other person's perspective, if you're anticipating the questions that they have in their head and you're actually answering them or asking them, you've right away disarmed them and they feel heard. And they're just thinking, wow, I haven't even asked that. And they're already talking about this because we have to imagine what they're thinking, what their hopes, what their fears are, what they want to get out of this meeting before we actually sit down. And I would say most people don't do that. So when you get in into a meeting with a prospect that you're very others focused, you're asking them the questions, you're practicing active listening. And when you're showing them something, so even on the demo, when you're showing them a feature, are you just going through a boom, 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 or actually are you engaging and doing a pulse check and saying, okay, so Mark, based on what I've just showed you, this was an area of focus because, you know, right, what you shared with me is you couldn't do this. So what I'm just showing you in here, what are your initial thoughts? How do you feel this could help you in your marketing department with your automation process? Okay, so tie it back, but get some back and forth, some two-way conversation so they do feel heard. It's a partnership and it's not you just talking about yourself, your product, all the logos you have, and even storytelling. And and storytelling, a lot of talk about storytelling is definitely highly recommended. But we're not the hero in the story. Our company is not the hero. The customer's the hero. So how can you make them the hero? How can you highlight what they're doing so that not only, I mean, we want them to go back and, and talk about us, but we want, they need to be doing more. They need to advocate for us. So what's going to make them stick their neck out and actually put action behind it? Well, how can we de-risk it? How can we show them how they can look good in the story and make them the hero? So, you know, claiming that we're buyer-centric is one thing and then leading with all our logos, all our slides, making it about us is a complete hypocrite and our prospects are just rolling their eyes. So if you are buyer-centric, truly buyer-centric, you know, can you do a quick activity, the OPP, the other person's perspective, before you get on any call write down three to five questions your prospect is going to have on this call. So again, you can get in front of them. You can anticipate their question, their needs, and then they can validate it. Because again, most people come on and they're like, tell me about yourself. And it's like, well, it's your job to know a little bit about me before we get on. And then you can have the dialogue. And again, that ties into that first point is that you've shown them that you've done your homework. You know where they're based out of. You know that your business is um, the top 50 in, in this category. Okay. So Definitely ensure that you have the focus and the priorities of your prospect at the forefront. 
And the third one finally is actual versus perceived value. So our perception is valuable. We don't know if, if something's changed, if, if it in fact is valuable anymore. Okay. Maybe their roles and responsibilities, something has changed that, that what we used to do that was helpful may not be helpful anymore. And again, we run the risk of somebody coming in and displacing us because they are, they have asked those questions. They have done a diagnostic review of where the gaps are, what the, what the impact of those gaps are and what helpful suggestions, recommendations, solutions you can provide to help them versus that's actual value. So when we don't have those conversations, we're operating in the past and it's very easy for someone to come in and take the business from us because we're not in tune with our customers. We're not having these, these timely conversations. So give it a try and uh, let us know how it goes. I think that these are all the time. So I'm, I'm sharing this now because I'm seeing a lot more of them at the end of the year. But I would stress that these are the fundamentals of sales, that we are in service. We are there to help people. And when we can do that, we make it easy for them to say yes, because we're different. We're truly there to help them. And otherwise, we're just, uh, we're the same as everyone else. So encourage you to give that a shot. Let us know how it goes. Thanks for listening.